This is my religion. So we're Hello. <laughs> we are in Laura's bedroom yes. together. And we're recording with our new mic. Yeah. Um, we were like looking at all the different symbols that um, mm. describe how you should... Um, I don't know okay. how you should set the mic and also like that it's like importantly as well the box says it's like great for streaming and podcasting yes. I really feel like took me took me down a peg like actually gave me this like really rude moment of um what like coming into myself how small like... you truly are <laughs> in this world well that um and these how like symbols there are. <laughs> truly and these symbols are like you know, like intertwined circle, single circle, peach or infinity. And we're yes. like on the infinity setting. So that um, means something, surely. Right. <laughs> Vanity project is forever <laughs> and ever. Um. So, yeah, I'm back. It's like it's very Macy Rudman. I made this joke to you before, so it's like stupid to make it again. But it's very Macy Rudman. Have I not seen you since I got back from Berlin? Yes, it's very. I just got off the bus. Yeah, I don't drink. I or do eat or not cuss. drink or eat or cuss. Laura got back like what Thursday morning. Thursday morning, week? and it's Monday morning now. And I, I Monday uh, morning. Oh, it's two forty p.m. <laughs> two forty in the afternoon. <laughs> Yesterday, my mom and my aunt were like tearing into brother of the pod for like sleeping in until midday, and they were just like roasting him. And I was like, leave him alone. Yeah, because you only get up what two hours before midday. <laughs> exactly. I was like feeling very um, targeted. Um, I don't know. At the moment. This is our morning. Yeah. Uh, they don't need to know. Oh, seriously. Should we bleep the time of day? Yeah, totally. And it's daylight savings, so like, <laughs> exactly. it doesn't even count. Um, so Laura flew here um, for 30, mm, 39 hours 39 hours, yeah. And um, so much has happened since then. Oh my God. We like, yeah, w- w- simulated cunnilingus. We like <laughs> didn't go out for Halloween, but we did dress up. We like yes. even went to the nudie beach. Oh yeah, we thought, um, oh, yeah. would anyone be interested in like a field field recording we were going to take you guys on a field trip with our sexy new mic and we were going to get sand in our mic um because we wanted to go to the nudie beach um and just uh i don't know find ourselves find someone find find someone to pod with find love yeah um just yes, strut so, up and down the beach with um with a mic in hand yes absolutely our our halloween um celebration was actually a fabulous screening of oh my god Zalo or or 120 days of sodom from one to three in the morning um, it was so fantastic like was, i really anticipated hating this movie it was genius it was and genius i was telling someone about it on sunday night and no saturday night and they searched up the movie like to check something about it um and it's actually screening in ranwick at the ritz oh my god in december Oh, we should see it. I would see it again. I would see it again. Um, it was so, it was so genius and so brilliant and like clearly like very aesthetically influential. Um, yeah. I loved it. I lived. I thought it was like a, actually like a really great, maybe we, maybe we should read it in dialogue with, with Frisk. We should, we should read it in dialogue with Frisk. <laughs> Cause like there's like a, so much happening around, maybe it's like a shit pod. You know what I mean? Maybe it's like actually like a scat pod scat. that we do. Well, and it's like, well. <laughs> scatological if you will Ow. ouch um yeah no that was fabulous happy halloween everyone you all yeah. looked so sexy oh in, every in last your one of you mia goth costume <laughs> <laughs> um yeah how do you feel now that you're back me um i'm so happy to be like when i saw you like arrive at my place on thursday like the morning that i got back i was like <gasps> oh my god we both live here now and yeah and like for some reason it was immediate like it was just really immediate and i loved that we had like a couple sunny days to really like set the tone of what i what i hope for someone it's like really great today um but i also hope that it means like a lot more a lot more vanity project i want to expand and totally this totally so vanity project is gonna grow and um coalesce and um but just I don't even know what coalesce means actually. I didn't use it right. I think it means <laughs> I think it means like intertwine. Oh, I just, mean, I just mean that like it's been yeah. obviously a podcast that we've been doing mm. from like very yeah. specific outposts and then like even together in weird places <laughs> that aren't 
you know. Oh yeah, there's fully like an unreleased Iceland episode. I don't know if anyone knows about totally this. Totally an Ice- Iceland episode there's... with Betty of the Pod Lev. <laughs> that... There's maybe like four unreleased episodes at this point. There are. There are. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's hope that this one doesn't join the ranks. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're sitting on the bench like cross-legged and like tapping their wrist and like I hate waiting. Come on, I hate waiting. Like, come on. Um, no, that will that one in particular will never surface. Oh, I. <laughs> we should re-listen to it. We should do a reaction to it. Oh, I would love that. I I re I re-listened and it was like my oh, life did. changed. Yeah, I like wrote notes. You wrote <laughs> like li- like about yeah. Like Everyone I- should be taking notes about the fact that Laura <laughs> took notes because that's how you should be listening to Vanity Project. If you're not taking notes, like I don't know why you're listening. <laughs> like we're we're giving you like it's like a free advice and like free free critical thinking. Oh my god! So I watched this movie what? with Udo Kier. It was terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> it was called Swan Song. It was actually really depressing. He was like, I mean, a, it's called Swan Song. He was like in an in a nursing home. And he like escapes the nursing home to do makeup for his dead friend on her, in her coffin. It's really morbid. And, um, and it was just badly made. Like they had like a, they had like a cover girl by RuPaul interlude where he's like doing makeup and they're playing cover girl. Wait, are you serious? Cover girl by RuPaul was in the movie. I'm dead serious. Oh my God. They got the licensing. And there's this moment in the film where he's like, that was like more shocking than like when they played I bring the beat in 120 days of Sodom. (laughs) Yeah. That part really, I was surprised that they (laughs) head scratcher. (laughs) How did they go forward in time to get licensing permission from RuPaul to I'd bring the beat. Anyway, um, Udo Kier <laughs> was like standing by the side of the road, hitchhiking with oh. a sign that said free beauty tips. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just like our Patreon, which you can join uh-huh. for the small price of It starts at mark. three AUD, which is like what, like 20 euro cents? 20 euro cents. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, I don't know. 3,000 yen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so we offer actual styling advice and free beauty tips um, <laughs> on our Patreon if you want to join. But like only on the Patreon. Only on the Patreon. So if you're if you're craving miracles <laughs> like like we know you are, then um, then you should then you should join. Um, I implore you. And without further ado. Yeah. So today we're talking about diva worship. Yes. And um, maybe we should do a definition for what diva worship is. Diva means... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Being in total control of herself. (laughs) A woman who doesn't apologize. So like diva, diva I'm classifying as like, it's it's definitely, they're definitely an entertainer. Yes. Absolutely an entertainer. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say absolutely a woman. Yeah, totally. It's about, it's about womanhood. When I think diva, I think of this one specific Glee episode that's like, oh my god! I guess it's even called Diva. It, I think so. And it's like Mercedes versus Rachel, and they're like mm. doing a diva off. I think. Well, sometimes I feel like it is like a bit r- racialized, where it's like, of course, totally. Mercedes is like, like there's like definitely like black diva versus like totally. white diva, like totally codes and aesthetics. Totally, and also I think the black diva is like associated with like, um, I don't know, soul music and like all these other different genres, and then the white diva is Broadway. Broadway. I would say pop. Pop. Oh, pop. I'm expanding it to pop, I guess. Yeah. I think in 2022, divas make pop music. Yeah. But in the past, they didn't. No, no, no. It was Broadway divas. And I think we yeah. have one specific diva to, to thank for that. Madonna. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so that's a diva. So that's a diva. And what is worship? Well, it's a verb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you have to do worship. It's like an active kind yes. of like thing and practice. And, you know, I would say I'm highly practiced. And also... Like, we're talking about diva worship specifically as it pertains to gay men doing diva worship. Yes, yes. But I do, I do, I do do diva worship. Yeah, yeah. And you're not a gay man. How does that work? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, supposedly women can do worship too. Right? I mean... Do they have to worship I, separately like from... Def- from, <laughs> from so, yeah, it's like a, it's, it's a whole separate floor and like there's like before you like go in, you have to like do the separate shower kind of thing. Um, <laughs> no, do you think like am I in like like an outlier kind of group? No, I don't think I don't think you are because then there's like a sub sub paragraph. <laughs> I don't know, a subgroup. Yeah. A subgenre of like hag diva worship, right? Oh, to- like and that's... I think we're exactly where I am. Because it's like, it's like the woman who does the same thing as the gay man who worships oh, totally. the diva does the exact same thing with their gay male friends. 
and unfortunately, I mean, you're describing like, <laughs> you're describing literally me and everyone we've ever had on the pod. <laughs> yeah, like, this like closed circle of like guest. little little monsters, like except for like Car- Carmen. Carmen, she's not. A, she's she doesn't not, worship. She, no, divas. she's the diva that I worship. True, <laughs> she, true. She's not a worshiper. She's the diva. She is the diva. You're right. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, Diva Worship com- came really natural to me. Uh-huh. It's like, Lady Gaga is my personal D. De- I mean, I have yes. a name tattooed on my foot, left foot, uh, uh Gaga, right foot lady. It's still there. Okay. It's still there. Right now it's like, it, it says like 80 Gar. It's mostly, it's mostly 80 Gar, <laughs> but, but that's like your two letters off. Yeah. And from... you're wearing a Lady Gaga t-shirt right I now, am. like from the Chromatica <laughs> I have the same t-shirt, so, By like, I can't way, even talk. did you talk. hear we went to the Chromatica Ball? I'm oh, that kidding. another, like, unreleased podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's actually unrecorded. Anyway. So, anyway. <clears throat> so, like, I don't know. What was your diva worship? My diva worship... Who did it start with? Well, I really I really will say it did start with Madonna. Yeah. Because when right. I was, like, a real infant... Yeah. And I had an iPod shuffle <gasps> that was purple. Mm-hmm. Red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, purple flag. I just had the Celebration album on shuffle... That's amazing. And that's why when we were in the supermarket and, um, which song was it? Oh, we were in Morbank Salvos and it oh, was okay. like something Angel. No, it wasn't Angel. No, it wasn't. No, it, wasn't. it was one of those like earlier Madonna songs. And you were like, which album is it from? I don't know. Cause I know it all of so her canon. Bloom, but it I must be. Know. It must be. But I don't remember what song it is. It's beside the point. Yeah. But yeah. So I, um, and that's the only album I had on my iPod shuffle. The so one? That, that was, was the, one. the one. Yeah, see, the one album that I had on my iPod was The Fame Monster. Work. Yeah. So... And then slowly and I pink. transitioned into, yeah. like, from an iPod shuffle, I had an iPod... No, I had an... Yeah, an iPod, like, that had the screen that looks like an iPhone but isn't an iPhone. It's skinnier, like an iPod. Yeah. An iPod Touch. Was yeah, that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would play The Fame... Yes. Guitar Hero. <gasps> mm. on that, that indoctrinated a lot of little faggots. Yeah. Um, Beautiful so, and Dirty Rich <laughs> on an iPod touch. Yeah. And I've like caught your brother singing that like while I've been in your house. Like I've heard Ed, like I've heard brother records. Well, he had that little brother thing where basically mm, like mm. he had to watch Glee 2. <laughs> you know what I mean? He had to sing along yeah, to yeah. the fame too. No, yeah. My brother knows like the words to Bloody Mary by Lady Gaga. And I don't so think he knows funny. like the title. Of, you know what I mean? Like the forced feminization oh, of our brothers ridiculous. is like started off the so chart. early. Yeah. Um, but like we're talking about diva worship as like an act of listening obviously since that's the music that we had on the ipods but it's it was clearly more than that like it evokes yeah, something yeah. like very like powerful inside no yes yes like what were you i don't know like for me for me it was very much like listening to the music like in the it, what felt like the middle of the night i don't know i don't know if i actually was, was like, <laughs> when i was like nine or whatever listening <clears throat> to the music and like um looking into the mirror dancing or and or like putting on my like kid makeup. Oh my god! I also oh, when yeah, I was like eleven, I saved my birthday money up to buy a camera. Uh huh. I really wanted a camera, and it was like a little um. What are they called? Those little digital cameras. Doesn't really matter. And I remember like t- I wish I had these photos so bad because I remember oh, in the middle shit. of the night doing the Judas makeup <gasps> and like taking a picture. And it's such a like there's there's something like you know Lacanian mirror stage about diva yeah. worship where you like want to see yourself. I think in the diva. I don't know. Totally. To- totally. Talk to me about that. Totally. Well, I guess it's about like role models and like mm. um uh I don't know. It's like looking up at a world that you are like clearly not able to access yet. And, um, in total adoration and admiration, it's like a lot about, I think your sexuality and your development around what is, um, what is sexuality, who, who exudes the kind of sexuality that you potentially harness, but that Mm. you don't have access to yet. Oh yeah. When government hooker came out, like it was, it was over. I was like, I have to move to Canberra and get a government (laughs) job. (laughs) Suddenly I'm an ASIO spy. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely about, like, the formation of, like, identity, sexuality, etc. Yes, and, like, yes. community loosely as well. Yes. Were you she ever, did like... quotes when she was community, <laughs> Com- and she sort of... Community. You could hear the falter. <laughs> falter? Is that a word? Yeah, sure. The voice was faltering. Yes. Um, were you ever, like, a part of, like, an online... Did you ever have, like, a Stan account? Oh, wait. Yeah, you did. Oh, my God. That's true. I did. Yeah. So, I had... Um, when I first got Twitter, I don't remember how old I was. I, you know what? I was, like... 14 or 15, because this was right before I could get a job. I had a Sky Ferreira Stan account at 
Fly Ferreira, which is just horrific username. <laughs> and um, and I was, I don't know, this was like Bangers era and Sky Ferreira was like touring with Miley Cyrus for Bangers. Mm. And it was obviously like, it's kind of funny to look back at because actually the diva worship around this specific person, Sky Ferreira, is kind of hilarious because you have that account that <laughs> that is like Sky Ferreira updates that hasn't made any updates <laughs> for the last uh, how many oh years? Like seven or I eight or nine even, years. I, I'm not counting. Yeah. Sure. And um, I don't know. That also speaks to like a specific like trajectory that I had in terms of my taste and like the music I was listening to and where I was going and what kind of like... Um, I don't know what new genres or yeah. styles or um, aesthetics I was being opened up to um, as a teenager, mm-hmm. but but I don't know. It circles back. Like um, I think it's like it's like a regression that I'm like re-entering at every stage. I'm like I've come out the other end at some point, and I'm like going back and recessing into more diva worship, Ugh, I know. worse than I ever have before. Oh, it gets more and more, more debilitating. I mean, how did I end up with Lady Gaga tattoos? You know what I mean? Like that's well, you ins- sat there painstakingly <laughs> and stuck needles in your feet <laughs> and did that to yourself. I mean, it's like it's like what's the um. Ooh, uh, I was listening to Pagan Poetry in the car while I was driving here, and she's like, he makes me want to hurt myself. <laughs> That's you and Lady She Gaga. makes me want to hurt myself. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, I mean, yeah, but the <laughs> the fact that it's like, yeah, this like circling back uh, childhood regression, um, mm-hmm. what was it? Healing my inner teenager mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. Um, but I wanted to talk about, I guess, like, what what is the larger cultural impact of diva worship? And I had a couple of um, divas and worshippers that I mentioned to you before that I think, yes. like, has, like, a indication of where this <clears throat> kind of, like, bleeds out to. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, Margiela, famously in the um, In His Own Words documentary, um, has these, like, drawings of Brigitte Bardot, which are, like, so yes. fabulous. He, like, yes. worshipped her. Um, Gianni Versace was... Patty Valoni, and that's why Donatella's hair ended up bleached, was because he was like, I'm gonna make you into like her. I'm gonna make you into yeah. Patty Valoni. Yeah. I'm gonna do, like, I'm gonna bleach her hair. Um, RuPaul, obviously, Diana Ross. Yes. Um, and that, that is such a specific thing. The, like, yeah. the, because then it bleeds into the whole culture around like men, gay men, like what we've been talking about, working mm. in the beauty industry, yeah. design, yeah. creative industries shaping how women look and like yeah and like infiltrating the like the um the kind of female beauty standard (laughs) or like the aesthetic standards that are like i don't know not standard that's not even the word i mean like gianni versace dressing up his sister to look like the woman that like there's something Freudian and also like (laughs) um no it's like so deeply psychoanalytic and like oedipal and like whatever but it's like it's confusing on where to start because the logics of it uh like kind of defy I don't know, they defy like social sense and like psychoanalytic sense in sure, a way. Sure, sure, sure. Um I found this book that was like um <laughs> it's like so weirdly specific to this topic and it's like this like um psychoanalyst from the nineteen fifties called like Edmund Burton or something mm-hmm. talking about psychoanalyzing gay male fashion designers yes what was it called fashion in the unconscious yeah fashioning the unconscious fashioning the fashioning unconscious. the unconscious it. and it's these like absolutely like insane conversations between um this psychoanalyst and like his um actual like gay male fashion designer patients and him telling them that they um hate women or are afraid of women uh-huh yeah and like does it have to be that way? That's kind of where we want to like, I don't know, move that conversation to later in the pod talking about the upcoming concert for Azalea yeah, Banks yeah. and like how these relationships are navigated and does it have to be um, so woman hating? Like, is there actually an out? Is like, there can a- we actually make, can we like detoxify <laughs> the culture around diva worship? Yeah, and also and should we and should and should we because um I think like one like one like really recent example where people kind of started to talk about this at least on the capacity of like Twitter was when someone brought that douche to like a Charlie X and XCX meet and greet for her to sign yes and they were like it's too much you gays are getting crazy yes 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 um I don't know do you remember that incident yeah. and it's specifically I think it's specifically 
important because it's pictures of her. It's like a meet and greet, which is already kind of this... Oh, so weird. Weird terrain. Um, and it's this um, photograph of her holding, like, someone's dead ashes or holding a douche. And, like, her eyes look vacant. <laughs> no, she's so funny. And we're already... she knows, you know. She knows. And she's kind of, like, she's being humiliated, you know. And, um... I don't know. She's already like a pop product. That's yeah. the other thing that's kind of, there's a lot of like push and pull and being pulled in certain directions. And mm. it's very like, um, I don't know. It's, it's very like, you have to make music for gay people now. Like that's actually <laughs> what kind of music you have it's to actually make. Requi- like, um, you know, when Charlemagne brought it up on that interview, it was like kind of like an accusation, but now it's like a requirement. Totally. You have to make me like you know Sony Music to Charlie X is like you have to make music to, for gay people. Totally. You don't have um, a choice. But she is also like obsessed with the fact that her fans are gay. She yeah. she's like such a hag and she loves totally. she loves it. Totally. And like oh my god, I saw this um it was like months ago. It was actually I saw it the night that we saw Three Thousand Years of Longing like in Slovakia. Uh, yeah. That really was I a saw, rough spot. I saw this um talk hole graphic okay that was like imagine like the these like kind of axes right and like yeah. at the top it's like she's making a cross <laughs> like at the top it's like on a um on a scale of like craving a gay best friend to like doesn't crave a gay best friend uh-huh. on like the north and south uh-huh. axes and then on, yeah, like, are you the... homophobic if you don't want to have a gay best friend yeah <laughs> Are you more homophobic than someone who has to have a gay best Well, friend? it's like us saying, like, like I want to be able to say, like, I love trans. You know what I mean? Like, I love transgender. Like, I love transgender people. But, like, it's weird. Like, apparently, it's, like, weird for me to say that. Okay. I <laughs> Can I just say something really Lacanian and scary? What? I was... I came out of the shower this morning. And I was standing in front of the mirror. Yeah. Don't ask me why. I asked myself the question, am I a chaser if I'm not... Like, I'm not, like, chasing <laughs> down the street no, you're for not. sex. You're not. You're not. But I love them. I worship <laughs> but them. But I love them My so diva worship, my, my current diva worship is trans female comics. Oh, my God. Seriously. Musicians. Seriously, like. And just, like, just women. I know, know the, the obvious, like, Macy Rodman. Like, we love her so much. I love so Macy much. Rodman so much. Like, you Should literally. Should we just list our oh favorite trans women? <laughs> it's, like, so stupid. See, it's, like, stupid. It's, like. I, am I like am I like more weird and like fetishistic? For, but I love I love tra- like I love the culture of like trans women and like yes. what they're doing. So is that so is that so wrong? Is that so wrong for me to say like I don't know. anyway love <laughs> <laughs> anyway so um, um anyway so so what now <laughs> so um even like you when you edited my phone in like that little meme of us to have like Hari Neff's Instagram profile <laughs> <laughs> that was so hateful but it's like it's true like I I don't know. So anyway, there was this <laughs> graph that was like an act goes on the axis from like craves best friend to doesn't crave gay best friend. And then um, if you actually have a gay best friend or if you don't actually have a yes, gay best friend. Yes, yes. And I would love to be able to like chart a bunch of these divas who gay people love on the terms of like, do they actually have gay best friends or not? Wow. Like, you know, like Lady Gaga, she like craves gay best friends and she has gay best friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nicola um, McKetty. Famously. Um... One degree like, of separation. What about like like gay <laughs> like like gay people love Nicole Kidman like company they not do. excluded but like does she does she crave gay best friends? Mm, okay. I want to say no. I want to say no. And does she have gay best friends? Like maybe, not not like not publicly. Not not famously. Not famously. <laughs> no, I mean, that, she did that Baz Luhrmann movie, that. but that's going to be one of our vanity at Vanity Project Incorporated <laughs> memes that um yeah we're developing for this episode. Um, also, I just noticed Laura's nipple is fully out right now. <laughs> She's wearing a, like a little <laughs> singlet shirt. And I just want to just, I just want to write that down in the transcript. When it's you're like, taking notes, make sure you note that Laura's that nipple is out. out. It's kind of like her left nipple. It's kind of looking at Charles a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being watched. Um, no, that's, that's genius. I love talk hole. I love these diagrams. They do. Oh, they're so funny. They're doing theory. They're. Oh, I like. They're Deleuze and Guattari down. Seriously boots. <laughs> like the diagrams that they're doing, like that's my rhizome. Um, it's like, it's literally like Lacanian algebra to me. Yes. So, um, I think there's an important like inverse relationship to if the diva actually like cares about gay people. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know. Because I think it's like. It's one thing for, um, I don't know, certain early divas mm. like uh, Judy Garland yeah. to be adored. Maybe she's the first one. 
She might be the first one. I don't know. I'm thinking like Marlena Dietrich. Yeah. And true. Uh, Betty Davis and. But Judy, like Judy's you know, earlier than that, right? Friend of Dorothy. You friend know, of it's Dorothy. like it's she very. She literally originated the language. Yeah. But was she and a she fan died, of the gays? Well, oh, she was that. Yes, yeah, she was. Oh, a hag. she was. She was a hag. Yeah. I think that traditionally, these women need to have some sort of relationship yeah. with the gays, yeah. and I think it's actually like a like a tradition. Yeah. That, like the torch, no, it's a history, right? The torch is being carried by no, these totally. like women. I um I I've told Laura this before, but um a few years ago I accidentally hooked up with this man who was f- um and I went to his like home in Enmore and um it was such a lovely night anyway and he he used to have a partner who passed away a few years earlier who they were together for like decades. And um, in their hallway, they had these framed photographs of these Broadway divas. Bernadette Peters was definitely one of them. Probably Patti Lapone and the likes. I don't know the names of these Babs. Women. Babs. Probably. Why not? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And like, they were signed. Like, they were like, signed photographs. It was, you know what it was? It was like every woman that ever played um, the ingenue character in A Star is Born. <laughs> it's like, yes, it's exactly. That. It's like that exact narrative that like resonates so hard with gay people. Resonates. That is like, <laughs> that is like inspiring and hopeful. And I took them. a picture of it. I need to find that picture. Oh my God. Yeah. I, oh my I God. Knew, can we post I need to take on... a photo. That's so funny. Did he find know it. you took the photo? Yeah. Yeah. I asked him. Yeah. You're yeah. like, he can I post so a video? Sweet. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, so I just think it's like, it's intergenerational. It's, um, as much as gay people are like changing and evolving, the diva mm. worship stays the same. It's true. You know, it rings to. true. Yeah. Um, yeah. The relationship, like the relay between the diva and the worshippers. Mm. I don't know. Like Lady Gaga, I just saw a video on TikTok that was like, someone was asking her, what's your favorite pop cultural moment? It's such a stupid question. They were like, <gasps> oh my God, I love South this Park or Super Bowl. And she's oh, like, it was like, it was like a pop cultural moment that she appeared in. Like, yes. it was like, and it was the yeah. most like, it was so lame. Like her it was like, featured on SNL kind of shit. Like that's not her life's work. Like that's not her career. They're not going to show that in the, in the greatest hits. And she was like, no, I think my greatest pop cultural moment is helping the gays to overtake the world. <laughs> Literally, like, she was like, she was like, my contribution to culture is enabling the Hominturn conspiracy of gay people. That completely. She's, she's actually like, I live. She's complicit. Yeah. And, um, and that's why we adore her, you know? Yeah. And I don't think it could work without her, you know, without, without Madonna sitting on television and talking about AIDS and making everyone uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. On, like, daytime... Not daytime, like... I don't know. Primetime yeah. telly, you know? Oh, yeah, because there's something, like, often... Um, what's the word? Like, not, like... Not, like, petulant, but, like, defiant. There's something, like, often yes. defiant about um, these women and what they do. Totally. Totally. Yeah, it's a, it's a certain type of femininity that gay men are mm, attracted to. Mm. It's that, um, as Susan Sontag would put it, corny flamboyant femininity. Corny flamboyant. I love Isn't that. Isn't she great? Oh, oh, she's <laughs> great. Um, which brings us to Azealia Banks. Oh my god. So, and she's also like, like, interestingly, like, kind of like a Broadway diva. Like before she was. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, no, but like when she was like well, she's in got high those school, pipes. she's got them pipes and she's got them character shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <dude>, Capizio. <laughs> she got the Capizio character shoes. Um, but she like before like starting her rap career was doing like broad like audition for like Broadway roles and stuff like that. Gag. Like that's that was wow. her like in a parallel universe she's like oh. she's Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> in my dream universe. <laughs> and in that dream universe I fully just like like I just came back from my sabbatical but it was like in the US so I could like see oh, the yes. off-Broadway production yes, exactly. that she was in. Exactly. And you actually went to the Chromatica Ball in Miami instead of Paris. Oh my god, I like uh, <laughs> So my hairdresser Mercy was telling me about her, her um one of her um specialists <laughs> no. who like went all the way to Miami to see the Chromatica Ball which was like the one that got cancelled. <laughs> Right. Mm, it, Ooh, yeah, it ouch, got cancelled midway. Um, Ooh, it hangs. Ooh. Yeah, no, we've all done like also like diva pilgrimages. Like oh yes, like yes. Berlin to like, see Björk. Well, Berlin to see Björk. In Paris, Paris we literally to went to Lady the Gaga. like tunnel where Diana. Oh, we went died. to the tunnel where Diana died. Yeah. We um. 
<laughs> We've done all kinds of things. All kinds of, all kinds crazy of embarrassing shit for love. Crazy things for the women that we love. <laughs> um, but yeah, with Azealia Banks, um, uh, it's yeah. different because actually she kind of hates these faggots a little bit. Like, <laughs> like a little bit. And she's like, she's very, um, she's not the one to to sit there and pretend no. that this like entire like world and like stratum of um, parasocial relationships like exists. Yes. And it's so not like, like, you know, like 10 years ago when Lady Gaga was like talking about her fans being like, this is for God and the gays and my fans are so smart and da 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 And she did like create like the, what was it? The Little Monster Forum. Yes. And whatever for like, for that to kind of facilitate these relationships. Oh yeah, maybe... the Art Pop app. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe things have kind of changed since then or... Um... Well, well, yeah, this is actually kind of an important thing. In, in mm. the, um, I don't know, in the, I hate to use this expression because it makes, it makes me sound kind of, like red scare pilled, but in the oppression Olympics, there is sort of a identification between gay men and women, right? Mm. That there is like, there's some form of like resistance to a certain, um, I don't know, like, uh, specter of oppression and, um, like a, like a history and, uh, a tradition of like, struggle and all of these things like I think they bring women and gay men together yeah but then there's this like weird like I don't know competitiveness between like who who who's suffering more (laughs) and like I think the great thing about Azealia Banks is that she's like she's not afraid to like I don't know speak out against her like very hateful gay male fans yeah but i feel that a lot of divas they feel cornered yeah and they feel like they can't actually criticize their gay fans oh totally because because it's like it's uncomfortable to enter the realm of potentially being labeled as homophobic oh yeah there's not this leveling out that that happens and um azalea banks isn't kind of afraid to be like well, look at this, like group that i'm gonna homogenize or whatever Mm -hmm. um but it's not it's not about that it's more about kind of like the way that she's... I remember once Katya in some, like, random video on YouTube was, like, asked her opinion about Azalea Banks's homophobia. Yes. And um, she basically said, look, I'm honestly going to care a lot more about Azalea Banks's perspective. Like, and it, she was kind of, like, making references to, like, the intersections of, like, things to do with Azalea Banks's identity as, like, a black woman and da 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more, like, interesting things that she's about to say that I'm interested in listening in in spite of you know, in spite of, like, what's, like, problematic or not. Yeah. Um, which I think, like, honestly, like, really informed my perspective. Totally. It. And I just also think, like, this knee-jerk reaction to mm. just, like, ignore what she has to say mm. is actually, like, underpinned by a, I don't know, a very, very deep-seated, like, almost repressed racism against oh my God, totally. women, black women speaking and having a platform in the first place. And it's just that, like, her opinions are sometimes hard for people to hear because they they don't make them feel safe or yeah. comfortable. And because um, she's, like, uh, like she's she's not always, but she's often joking and she's often, yes. like... Um, she's a satirist. Yeah, she's often, she's often doing, like, actual, like, satire and whatever. And even, of, the, even the, like, I don't know, even the conversation about, like, her using the word faggot, like, mm. and how much that blew up and how problematic, quote-unquote, that is... I just, I just really resent it. We've talked about this a lot. This is obviously a platform where we speak about faggots and a lot of the time. Um, and I, I just feel I re- like it is every gay man's job to tell women to say the word faggot. I was with, <laughs> I was with, uh, in Paris with, um, Lynn Gurley and, um, Lynn's, uh, fabulous hag friend, Karen. Can I call her a hag? That sounds rude, but I mean it in the best way. Karen. And, um, and we were talking about saying the word faggot and, and Karen was like, I can't say that word yet. I just, I just can't do it for me. She was like, for me, I can't do it. But she was like, but I call him a maricon all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, let's start calling people faggot in different languages. Yeah. Yeah. Start there and then work your way up to the F slow. If you like feel so, if you feel so inclined, we have a 10, we have a 10 step plan that can help you to say (laughs) the word faggot if if you need it. Yeah. If you need it, join our Patreon (laughs) (laughs) and we will tell you, (laughs) Um, it's like, um, uh, yeah, anyway, so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think she should be able to say it. She gets, it's, <laughs> I was going to say she gets the F word pass, but like, I don't think, I don't think that's something I should say. No, I, I want you to say she gets the F word pass. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, because she's like kind of like joking and like doing satire a lot, it's like um, people people think that people make her to be the joke. You know what I mean? Like yes. people will like, yes. and it's not about like you know quote unquote like taking someone serious or not, but it's about like the then the way that her um, music or like things that she says things that she says gets regurgitated, and the way that people speak about her online becomes like just like this whirlwind of you know misogyny and oh my god she's crazy and yes like, and it's so far detached from like who she is and what she's actually said yeah when i mentioned because we we got tickets um we got tickets, we got tickets <laughs> for the upcoming show in sydney yeah and when i mentioned it to like boyfriend of the pod brother of the pod and like a few other people mm. who are not faggots well boyfriend of the pod is a faggot but like not really you know what i mean like, he's like in terms basically of media, like only by like technicality <laughs> only by like body language you know what i mean <laughs> Not by, like, media consumption or, like, um, diva worship. Because, actually, that's a faggot who doesn't worship any divas. Well, there's this cultural thing. I don't know if it's, like, it's, like, a Slovak thing or something. But there's, like, <laughs> I, I, I was, like, can I say it? Can I say it? Um, I, yes. <laughs> I don't know if I was, like, doxing him or something. I don't know if that's something. an Austro-Hungarian thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but, like, I think there's, like, there's, like, definitely something cultural to it as totally, well. Totally. Where, like, um... In other places, it's, like, okay to... It's, like, actually encouraged to worship divas as not a faggot. Like, yes, there's, like... Yes. There's, like, like the diva of Turkey, Gulshan. Mm-hmm. She's, like... She's, oh, like, she's this, fabulous. like... Donatella Versace type. And she's, like... <laughs> she's just so body, fabulous. Body, like... Like, no other. Like, you wouldn't believe. Oh, my God. Um, costumes, like, wow. And everyone loves her. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Totally, like, totally. everyone worships the diva. Adored. She's universally adored. It's the same as, like, what we were talking about, Serbian turbo folk and these divas, Setsa and Yelena, Karleusha, and how these gay diva... These, um, these female divas um, operate within the realm of, like, gay rights activism. Oh, totally. And also, like, tiptoe the line of, like, mainstream favorability and compromising that based on defending or supporting gay people we just don't have that issue Mm. in the anglophone world because like homophobia has been eradicated (laughs) we did it so like it's actually forced on our divas now they must be fans of the gays oh yeah like or else um and with gushan what happened in um august when i was in antalya was she got up on stage and she said um they're like for like since Turkey became a republic, they like only had um, secular schools, mm-hmm. um, and That's under like slay. the current regime, they introduced religious schools. And um, and she was saying that like she was like oh so and so is a pervert because they went to a religious school. Pervert. Um, and then she was like carrying a gay flag and whatever, whatever. And the implication was that he was like not just a pervert but like a sodomite. <gasps> Oh, so she and was, she was like that she, kind of pervert. But she was like, but she was like joking. They were like yeah, all yeah, joking right, together, right. and then she was doing her like gay rights thing, and then she got literally arrested and put into jail. Now Horrific. she's in house arrest Horrific. for like um, spreading God, like I ideas that are nice like <laughs> for spreading ideas that are like contrary to the regime and like inciting inciting like some kind of like opinion in the in, public in a, audience. In a quote unquote democracy. Ooh, and um and like conversely. There's this really famous, the other really famous diva that is worshipped even by Erdogan in Turkey is Bülent Ersoy. Right, the trans one. The trans diva, who is like literally like a puppet of the regime. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, so I think this like, it's like diva worship is like not universal, like not universally gay. Totally, totally. That's a really interesting point. That's a really interesting point. Um, and poor Azalea Banks. I mean, I just, I always think about the time, like even I'm really conscious of this thinking about, uh, and I'm doing like a, like a didactic moment, like to the pod listeners, like by saying this, but even like thinking about going to the Azalea Banks show and like, you know, it's like me and my, me, a non-black person going with my non-black friends and whatever, whatever. And know mm-hmm. that it's going to be like, there's like, like all the faggots that were commenting on the Point Productions Instagram post. Ooh, that are it like was horrific. It was so horrific. So annoying and Aggie are going to be like so Aggie at the show. And I think always about how Azalea Banks is like, you know, I actually like, I, I wish more black people listen to my music and I don't know why my audience isn't a, like more predominantly a black audience. Yeah. I feel fucking bad for her that her like work that uh, her like work you know what I mean like her like yeah like her, work her work <laughs> I'm just her work is like not received by the audience that she is intending it for yes and why is that why is it that like white gay people tend to co-opt like 
specifically black American, mm. like ballroom. I'm thinking mm-hmm. like all kinds of different. You're talking uh, about Renaissance, right? The Beyonce album. Sure, sure, yeah, but I mean more so in terms of vernacular. Like, oh, vernacular, I mean, yeah. I mean, in terms of, like, the blurring of lines, like, I remember, I don't remember who said this, but it's always stuck with me that, like, black people and gay people originate culture. Someone someone said that somewhere a little while ago. Yeah. And I thought of it, and it stuck with me, and then I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, it doesn't really work like that. Like, no. I think that I think it's more to do with this side-by-side thing that I was talking about before. Yeah. Like, I think that gay people are identifying with black people in a way that they shouldn't be. Yeah. Because they see some sort of struggle as, like, synonymous or, mm. like, parallel. And mm. it's not. It's just not that no, simple. No, it's, it's just not because, like, the nuance of it is not, like... It, it's not like, like, like you said, like literally like a ranking of, you know, in, intersections or oppressions or whatever, but it, instead it's like this entirely more nuanced thing where these different dimensions of like race, sexuality, whatever, whatever, and, and the place that you live in. Cause like we are in fucking metropolitan Sydney, like we're in grow a up. whole another part of the world. <laughs> and that links back to like what we were talking about drag race down under and hearing these like white gay Australian oh men God. use this like AAVE gay slang and mm. vernacular that is just really it just doesn't belong to it's them like and not, it, i'm not even policing what belongs to who but it just sounds insincere no no, no we're not even like cancelling like anyone it's, it's not, literally but it's sounds just a, wrong. it's just a weird thing with like the way that australian people are like picking and choosing like how to not picking and choosing but they're they're using all kinds of like American mm. isms, yeah, that are just they just found they just sound really weird coming out of their mouths. Absolutely. And and you and Lev were talking to me about how this yeah. like actual, this not so codified and not so like widely spread like. No, no, it's like totally codified and like widely spread, but it died out. Right. Um, you're talking about Polari, right? Polari, yes. And like they had this on. They were talking about it a lot on the Vanity and like Courtney Act podcast. Mm. They had like a like word of the week or something, but like. For example, like Lev and I <laughs> decided to teach ourselves some phrases because okay. we, we thought it was um, like a good idea to um, to like introduce it into like our vernacular and and we were really talking about how it kind of like I don't know it like suits the accent or whatever. Totally, it's and, it's something about like style and aesthetic and um, and. Um, gel like there's something that doesn't gel when when an Australian person mm. is saying like mm. the things that you hear on Drag Race totally like, it sounds weird it sounds un- it's uncanny somehow it's absolutely like uncanny because we're all right speaking the same it. language but like there's something weird about the words in your mouth you know it's wrong get those words out of your mouth get those words out of your mouth and then it takes on this quality where actually people are doing black sense oh totally when they say these things yeah. which makes it even worse like that's so even more worse. uncomfortable so if you wanted to learn some polari like when we when i was in um i was in london over like london pride and it was their 50th anniversary as well and they had like signs everywhere that was like cuz uh polari came from england okay i didn't know that um and and it like was like it was really cute they had these like little phrases like one i took a picture of was like you turn my oyster up and that was just like you make me smile. It's very you. It's very you. Turn my oyster. I thought I, I was had cute. oysters yesterday. Yes. Where did you? Oh, wait. After your boating expedition? No, 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 no. Yesterday, um, after lunch, Dad went to the fish market and like got cute. some oysters. I had this oyster with Worcestershire. Oh, yum. Chic. Chic, chic, Um, that was one phrase, and then um, oh, I forget which is which, but there's like gay and lesbian, which is like um. Omi, oh, gay is Omi Pallone, and then lesbian is, like, Pallone Omi. Great. And, I love that. Two sides of the same coin. And then, um, yeah, like, inverted. Or maybe it's just, like, man and woman. I think it's, like, gay and Does that mean we're inverted? We're, <laughs> like, totally inverted. Are we gender inverts? Um, <laughs> and then the this... other phrase that oh, we yes, learnt was, um, Bona Davada, your jolly old eek. Okay. Which was, like, it's nice to see your face. <laughs> it's wow. nice to see. Bona Davada, your jolly old eek. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, this reminds me of uh, Bestie of the Pod, Ellie, who could speak... Oh, my God. Uh, like, this... I don't know, this dialect that she learned living in Woolloomooloo and, like, hanging around with a particular crowd. It was... She described it to me as, like, a like a language that people were using in prison yeah. to, like... There was To name. communicate. There was a name to it, but I don't remember what it was. And it wasn't Pig Latin. No. It wasn't Pig Latin. It was something completely different. And she would speak it, and I would be like... Mama, her fluency off the charts. Off the Richter scale. (laughs) 
Oh my god, yeah. Genius woman. Oh my god. Um, yeah, so I just really, I don't know, it's really interesting to me. This links back to what you were telling me about digital blackface to do with Azealia Banks and mm. the use of like uh, images and GIFs and videos of black women um, reacting as reactions to things, mm. right? As we see on like Twitter culture, because I think Twitter is like maybe the center point of like all of this kind of like this cesspool of like totally. gay male obsession and totally. um, and communication between one another mm. and um you we all know what those stream luna fucking like what are they called the the videos where they um i found one that was of nicole kidman and posted it on our vanity project oh, our fan cam. those fan cams and like there's such a like lexicon in in the twitter sphere of like gay male devotion to women and like I don't know, these, like, reactions, you see them on every fucking tweet, and maybe you can speak a little more about well, what that is. Yeah, and it's, like, specifically, like, when non-black people are using them, right? And it's, yeah. like, like, this, like, uncomfortable thing where, I don't know, maybe you see someone you know tweeting or you, like, find out this person is, like, not actually black and they've been using, like, black people's reacting, reaction images, like, this whole time, and it it's like this jarringly uncomfortable thing, or at least should be Mm. because it's totally like making a farce out of, um, or like making, making a joke out of black people. Yeah. And it makes like their mannerisms, their expressions, their voice, the quality of their, um, facial features, all of these things, just to like, put it plainly. Totally. Totally. Like Like that's, that's the, that's the foundation of it. Right. yeah, Yeah. Um, and then specifically like, I don't know. We see it all the time with Azalea Banks. Like you'll see like a TikTok audio that goes viral. That's like her voice speaking over something or, mm, um, mm, mm. yeah, I don't know. Um, videos of her, like, um, faggots. You are so annoying. I hate you faggots. Um, and like these kind of like phrases that like, you know, we repeat to each other. Totally. Um, and, um, she also like it, like important to note, maybe it, it's just funny to think about Twitter as the site where this proliferates um she obviously had that like twitter account back in the day that got like banned a couple of times yes and her most recent twitter account i think was like in 2020 when she um posted like a topless picture of her and she was like (laughs) she was like head over to my twitter to see more and um and it was like uncensored and then she was like talking about her joystick nipples and this and that whatever it was so funny it was such a funny time it's very like the moment when diana died like where were were you you? when azalea banks posted her joystick nipples on twitter oh yeah i know where i was Cause we were all like, it was, it was, I could hear applause outside <laughs> and I think it was connected to the, <laughs> um, oh my yeah. God. And, um, and like from that era, I have a screenshot of a tweet that was like, oh, it was, it was like a gay Stan account that had like screenshotted a bunch of her interactions. And in reply to, um, this Stan account, she said, um, are your faggots sure you're gay? Um, why, why are you so obsessed with women? Mm-hmm. Which I think is the thesis of her kind of, um, discourse about, um, misogyny, gay male devotion, um, to Azalea Banks and to like other female divas stars, whatever. Absolutely. And she recently ran on that rant. Um, oh, that was such oh. a great day. That was such a great day. Oh. I mean, she did some Insta stories and I treat them like podcasts. I know someone else has already no, that's, said that. That's God. That's gospel to me. That's actually like. I am that, That's I'm the sermon. Doing... <laughs> I'm like, Sometimes I'm I do skip through the sermon a little. That one was one to stick <laughs> that... around for because it, it, it kept giving. Ooh. Um, and she... and it was like it was like every time the the her kind of like monologue lulled, she like said like faggot or something like she yeah, no, like no, 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 no. she never like, said it, but she, she like, like <laughs> almost did. She was like you fucking. And, and then, like, you can hear a faggot laughing in the background. It's so funny. And and she's like, don't you got gay shit? Don't you have gay shit to do? Like, <laughs> Whatever happened to the fabulous gays? Whatever she... happened to the fabulous gays? And um, to that, Azilia, we respond, we're right here. And this is the gay shit that we're doing. Um, 
do you want more gay shit? <laughs> do you want more gay shit? Um, did we ever tell the story of Amsterdam? And... We, can we tell yeah, it now? Okay. So it was, um, it was Charles's birthday. We were in Amsterdam. Yes. And uh, we were like, uh, we were researching in the morning. Do you remember? We were like sat across each other at the canteen. And we we're like, oh my God. And l- where do we go to do some gay shit? Where can we find some gay shit in Amsterdam tonight? And it was like a Wednesday night or something. Yeah. Um, so we were like searching. I think it was a Tuesday. Shit. Oh, even worse. Oh. <laughs> it was so painful. We were trying to like, trying to find like any any like gay shit to do yes um and finally we saw we saw that there was some bingo happening and then later when we were on a boat tour uh-huh. cruising through the canals they yes. were like well up there is the queen's head where they're doing bingo tonight and we said this i love is that a- you remember the name of the bar oh yeah and then we were like this like this this must be the thing to do it's a sign that we have to go yes so anyway, we arrive and there's not much seating there, but we find this really lovely older gay married couple. These are the fabulous gays These that she was talking gays. about. They were so oh, they were so one of them oh, was like a retired so nurse, and they had this little dog. Oh my god! And, oh Do you remember my its name? God, it was I don't so remember fabulous. the name. Dog. The uh, Bella. Bella. It was Bella. And she was beautiful. Oh, she was a oh, beauty. She was, <laughs> <laughs> she was beautiful. And um, so it was like us and these two men, like one of them was a retired nurse. The other one was a gag harpsichord maker. Fabulous gays. So fabulous. And they the were things so lovely gay people and obliging. could do if they got off Twitter, they could be making harpsichords. harpsichords. Oh my God. And he's like, actually one of my harpsichords like lives in Australia. Yes. And, oh, he was so cool. And they were like, um... They were both Dutch and... Yeah, they were Dutch. Oh, they, like, even, like, taught us, like, their story of meeting. Yeah, it was was super cute. It was super cute. So, it was, like, us sitting on a table and they weren't even going to stay for for bingo, but we were were chatting with them and they decided to, like, hang around a little longer. Yeah. So, um, I bought us all some bingo cards and, uh, you know, Miss, whatever her name was, who was she? (laughs) (laughs) Well, she was one of the Drag Race alum. From Drag what Race Netherlands. Name? I don't know. I don't know. Someone told I'm sure me. I could find it. No, because someone replied to my Do, story being like. Is it like, rude of us to even say her name because we're about to. Who cares? Um, I don't care. Okay, so my, my workmate Carla said it's Janie Jackie. Oh, Janie Jackay. Janie Jackay. Janie Jackay. She was like a villain, I think, oh, in like, Drag Race Holland. And she was and kind of she like was antagonizing. On like a, she was on like a on a different season later on where they Oh, versus the world. Versus, yeah, UK versus the world. She was in that as well, I think. And um So she was hosting. She was hosting in a B costume. Oh yeah. Because Renaissance had just been released. Oh oh which that's... feels relevant. <gasps> you won't break my soul <laughs> <laughs> Traumatizing. I haven't so, listened to the song since No no no. So what happened was Gata 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 Oh my god, it was so fucking funny. So Charles kept getting bingo. I won. I won several times and I was the first person to win. And like, it got, it got embarrassing. So you like, like you went up first and I don't know, she asked you a bunch of questions and she like makes you like bend over and like reach into yeah, a hole Yeah, literally in the like ground. defiles me, makes me bend over into a hole in the ground that has a ball pit and I have to dig around for presents with my ass, with my bottoms up in front of a crowd of people. Um, that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> Except it wasn't. Except it wasn't. And then the next time you went up, I was like, I was exasperated. Okay, I, was I was also so embarrassed okay. as well. I was like, why did I win again? Like, and I was like, I have to yell out that I think maybe the first time I yelled out that it was your birthday. Yeah, yeah and no, then she like, already knew as well. So she, it was get, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then I was like, I have to like tell this whole bar that when she was like, what do you do? I was like, I'm telling this whole bar that you and I have a podcast. Yes, yeah. So, Laura was in that. So just to give you like a friend of reference. It was sort of like a very narrow bar. Everything's narrow in Amsterdam. Yeah, everything's narrow in Amsterdam. Um, And I was in the middle part and we had been seated in a booth at the very end. So we were like quite far down and there were people everywhere. So Laura was really screaming at the top of her lungs and like we could barely hear her from the stage. And I'm already like screeching like a banshee like naturally. So you can imagine how that sounded. And I was like, I was yelling across and I was like, yeah, you're a podcaster. And then she's like, oh, oh, you have a podcast? What's your podcast about? (laughs) (laughs) You did the best impression Say your answer, say your answer. And then I say, uh, gay shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gay shit, like Michelle Visage. Do you want more gay shit? (laughs) She was like, she she had some kind of like, I don't know. (laughs) She had like some kind of... Let's bleep. Um, Cause she was like, she was 
Oh my god. But it was it was this thing, it's this very specific <laughs> culture around how drag queens interact with the people that they get on stage. It's like you get them up, you ask them the most mundane questions, and then you tear into their oh. personal life choices. Oh, totally. You're a nurse? Why are you a nurse? <laughs> you like wiping old men's bums? Like it's <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really like they eat you up. They yeah. like really they devour you. Oh yeah, you. and then spit you out. So then she was and like, there's no way to want... come back because they're holding the mic. <laughs> Do you want more gay shit? And then what does she say? Oh, and then she's like, so so what do you talk about? Like Topping, bottoming, penis sizes. <laughs> and she's saying all this and I'm looking at her like, what if I respond? And then Laura yells, it's a gay and lesbian podcast. Um, and, and-, <laughs> and she's like, oh, podcast with a lesbian? That's comedy, comedy bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I was thinking, so That's funny. comedy, bitch. And we, we oh, just- Oh, you do a podcast with a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> we oh just gosh. started she's like so repeating funny. it over and over again for like, for, for weeks. weeks. And then we got to a point where we were like, did she even say that? We had to go back and find the video of her saying that. Later on, Laura posted it, I think, on oh Close Friends or something. No, no, no. I was posting it on, like, my main... drag queen. No, because cause someone had been like, oh, my God, like, a, a gay guy and a girl podcast. And I was like, oh, roll, yeah. my, Gabby roll my eyes. Gabby Bardot. Which, who, who I, I love you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> and, um... We so worship not, you. It was so not personal. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and, um... And then I was like, I actually have to find the video. So I watched, like, fully, like, the seven minutes of this of this video, kind of comb through and find the thing. Finally find when she says, oh, you do a podcast with a lesbian? That's comedy, bitch. And I posted it to my story, and I, like, tagged, like, the first drag queen off my head, which was, I, I was like, I only know one drag queen from the Netherlands, and that's Envy Peru. Anyway, she replies to my story and says, sorry, babes, that's not me. <laughs> it, I mean, it just keeps getting funnier. Oh, my God. The, it was and the now- gift of giving. Janie Jacquet is streaming Vanity Project right now because we recommended it to her. <laughs> and she's listening and she's fucking pissed. Do you know how many listeners we have in the <laughs> Netherlands now? Ooh. Oh, we're so big in Amsterdam. Oh, we're so big in the Netherlands. You know, we do have big Netherlands, so it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. A topping, bottoming, penis sizes. Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> and then every moment oh that I God. won a prize and got like... I don't know, they did they ask me a question or something? Yeah. They were oh, like, no, no, no. They were like... Oh when yeah, I, so, when I won so bingo, every time they would you yelled play, bingo, it was. <laughs> what's the song? Break my soul. You will break my soul. And it was like you will get, break get, 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 get. And it was ooh, ooh, <laughs> it tr- it, like they played it on repeat every time someone won. Ooh, it was ooh. painful. It was torture. Ooh, because also, like for you, it meant like for me, it was like oh my god, this is so like it was like He's adrenaline winning. rush. Like my my friend is winning on his birthday, but for you, it was like oh, I'm about to get humiliated again. Humiliated. <laughs> I'm again. about to like have to like go on my hands and knees on the stage again. Yes, and you know to 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 kind of segue, we're talking about a drag queen. Isn't that the like oh, the epitome? Ultimate, Isn't yeah. that the penultimate like, um, I don't know, proof of diva worship? Totally. Men you when you have to like become up. the diva. Yeah. That's like how hard you're deeper worshipping. When and- like people's whole life work and careers are based on like being Cher in Vegas, being Britney in Vegas, being Shaka Khan. Shaka oh, totally. Khan. Sh- and that's Shaka Khan. <laughs> She's Shaka Khan. She's better than Shaka Khan is. <laughs> like- no, totally. And, um, and like, and that's not just like a Vegas thing, right? Like we have no. like impersonators everywhere and impersonation yes. nights everywhere. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's 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 a lot that I want to unpack, like from a psychoanalytic perspective, to why this is so necessary mm-hmm. for gay men in their like psychosocial development, mm-hmm. and like why this even like this lasts into like for gay men, this is lasts into like late adulthood. You know what I mean? That doesn't go away. Oh, it doesn't go away. No. no. Then you end up with like signed uh, portraits of Barbara Streisand in your house. Yes. I'm not mad. I don't think. I mean. We're literally sitting under my Lady Gaga Terry Richardson book right now. Next you know what to I mean? your Lady Gaga <laughs> cut out. <laughs> like standing in the corner of the room okay. watching us podcast. That I have you to thank for, so <laughs> not entirely my fault. Um, but I think um, maybe that'll. That, maybe that. Leave that for the book. This is ongoing. Leave yeah. it for the. Did you, what did you. <laughs> There's a book. Oh, that's um. right. <laughs> Um, so as you said, it's, it's ongoing. This is an ongoing conversation. It doesn't stop. And actually like, like socially and on vanity project. And I, what I really want is to like articulate like a really fierce, like point of view and like what diva worship is. And I hope you, um, got that from the podcast today, but, um, if you didn't, you'll just have to stay tuned for what we have to say. (laughs) It's sort of our greatest hits, isn't it? Uh, I guess so. But, but today it's like, sit down and, and let's really like, what are the parameters? How did we get here? 
let's define diva, let's yeah. define worship, it's and very let's like, try the local cuisine, see the local see drag, the local drag and, scene, and... and I mean, <laughs> yeah, and... And see, I you know, think I, I'm gonna I like it here. <laughs> Carmen and I have not oh figured out God. where that's from. No, I'm I, I I wasn't there for the origin of that, so I'm like I'm like late to the party for gonna like it here. I think it's like I just got off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Should we should we wrap it up? Should yeah, we let's it with wrap a loving it up. Kiss? For sure. Seal it with loving kiss. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you.